I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Welcome to Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my good buddy John Saga. And here we are again. And um, you know, let, let's just let's just little little tooting our own horn here. This has been fun, and we're getting some great feedback on, on on these on these podcasts. Absolutely, a lot of a lot of guys and gals out there listening, which we're happy about. Uh, we, we're just trying to spread the word and talk about talk about topics that we're all interested in. So the fact that that folks are tuning in and downloading and listening is uh, is sort of what we were shooting for. Exactly, and, and and you know the feedback we've been getting is great. So just keep it coming, folks. You know we we'd love to hear from you, and, and we'd you know, love to throw, we'd love to hear from you on topics as well. Not just gee, you liking it or not liking it, or gee, that was a good topic. But hey, give give us one about this or about that. You know other topics that maybe we haven't spoke about in a while. Uh, we'd be happy to consider those as well. Well, and buddy, one of the things we talked about before was as the first line goes, so goes the fire. That whole thing, and. You know, some people talk about the first five minutes um, and everything else. So we've talked about we we, we beat them on regularly because we need to. That you know, watching somebody on a YouTube video struggle with stretching your initial attack line is just brutal. We, you and I neither we never put anything negative or no comments or whatever. But you're sitting there going, oh my god, you know, and and you could tell who trains, you could tell who stretch hose, you can tell, you know, who who practices, who who wants to be good. And can't you? You really can. And and you you know it and I know it and 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 you folks listening know it as well. Sometimes you turn on those YouTube videos and whether you're looking at a, you know, work instructor fire truck guys with portable ladders, engine guys stretching hose, you can just tell from the walk from the gate. You can just tell firefighters that know what they're doing that have experience and are well trained from the folks that are maybe struggling or you know don't quite have it down as well as as well, well as everybody else around them and. As you just said, it really counts because nobody's going to a lot of fires. Well, I mean, I guess there probably are some folks going to a lot of fires, but most of us are not. Most of us are just going to a few now and then. Well, a lot means different in different places. I, yeah. I guess it does. But but the but the point is, nobody's going to fires. Not nobody, but very few people are going to fires every single shift or every single week or every other day. Um, and, and, you know, my volunteer fire department, South Bloomer Grove, we, we go to a couple of fires a year. We probably go less than six or eight fires in a whole year, and maybe one of them is ours. First two, and the other ones are all, you know, mutual aid to the towns next door. But the point is, you got to perform when the curtain goes up. The curtain doesn't go up all the time. Suddenly, uh-oh, the curtain's going up. This is a fire. Guess what? Now you yeah. got to perform. Yeah. Yep. yep. Well, and, and don't you think part of this is, is in, in our success with our initial attack is in line selection? You know, I mean, we, we, we spec out all these rigs. We got a bumper load. We got two or three crosses. Maybe we have two crosses of inch three quarter, and a you know a, a pre connect of maybe two and a half. And then you got the back. We have our large diameter, and we've got a whole, whole bed full of 
two and a half inch. Some people may have, a, or they may have a pre-connect of two and a half off the back. Some have a skid load or whatever, but this, the, 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 the point of, or the significance of making, you know, the right line selection can also dictate, we've said before, there's a time for a two and a half, there's not a time for a two and a half. But, but ease and quickness of getting the line deployed is key, is it not? Yes, and you know, there, there's no absolutes in line selection. There, there are some general categories, there's some general rules to follow, obviously, and we're going to talk about those uh, now. Um, but what I'm not distressed about, but what I'm not real happy about is I go to a lot of shows and conferences and you see all these pumples all over the place, and, and some of them it almost looks like the hose beds or the crosslays or whatever else they have, however else they have the hose packed. It almost looks like a like a second thought. It almost looks like an add-on. Like they built this whole rig and they said, oh, oh we got to put a couple of hose beds on here. Yeah. Rather than building a rig around the hose beds. Now, I know a lot of folks are doing medical calls and emergencies and crashes and hearse tool jobs and a lot of stuff 10 times more than they do in fires, but you still got to design an engine, at least an engine. Your first do rig with the water in the pump, Still, it still should be designed so hose can be pulled and deployed quickly and can be repacked quickly and can be used easily by the firefighters that arrive. Exactly. And if it doesn't go on easy, it's probably not going to come off easy. And some of these hose beds that are so complicated when you said when it comes to repacking them, it's like, holy cow, you got, you know, I got to stick my arm through here and you got to stick your arm through there and we got to do this. Or everybody's got to be climbing up on the rig. All the steps are folded down. There's one guy up on top of the pumper, you know, obviously, if it's a cross line, let's say. There's another guy standing on the side step, but he's got to hold on or snap on because he's so high pushing the hose up to the guy that's up at the top. And then you see some of them, all of a sudden you see this beautiful low cross, cross lays. That the, that the, uh, some of them even have low. a tray. Some of them have a tray that slides out. The guys are working at their waist level. They're standing on the ground next to the pumper, and at their waist level is this long tray that slides out. They pack their inch and three-quarter hose. When they're done, they slide the tray back in, and now the thing is ready to be deployed, and it probably pulls out just as easily because they just walk up and reach right over. And that was somebody that said, you know, wouldn't this be cool if someone came up with an idea or design where we could pull a tray out? Instead of fiddle farting with sticking arms through here and you tie off here and I'll do this and I'll hang upside down and so on and so forth, let's just slide this baby out right here, waist level or chest level, whatever, right, right here and repack it and slide it back in. And you get people arguing, well, you know, the cost and it's difficult and designing it, yet... Yet they're, yet they're ready to design a whole clean cab with, with, a, with, a, with a system in there that's going to clean your clothes and wash your socks for you, but, but they don't want to make it easy to pack hose. And exactly. I'm not knocking clean cabs, don't get me wrong. But, you know, one of the primary purposes of a pumper is to pump and, and firefighters to stretch hose. And the easier you make that, the more, the, the more rapidly firefighters can do that, the more effective they're going to be and the safer they're going to be. Well, and some of this is manpower driven. You know, we, we, not to get on a design thing, because we've talked about this before, but... A lot of people, they spec their rigs as to what's hot and flashy right now instead of what, what is needed in their community or that still district. Their particular area, from driveway access to street access to where the hydrants are to obstacles to up and down a hill, you know, let's put a rig together that's going to work well in our particular area. Not something that looks cool because we saw someone else had it. Let's, let's, let's put some thought into how we put this rig together. Now... One of the things that we, we talked about when it comes to, to, to you know, loads, hose loads and cross lays versus, you know, dead loads and all these different things like that. New York City, I, I forget how many pumpers, um, how many how many pumpers, just roughly, if you took a guess. Uh, I, I used to be able to recite it. I think it's 210 engines. Yeah, yeah. so, so all, all these engines, and 
none. If I think there was one time where there was like two on the aisle or somewhere that had cross lays. Everything else. Yeah, I think somewhere they experimented with it, um, and uh, it, it didn't. Uh, it didn't pan out. They're so used to doing things the way that they do it. So, so, so you're right. There's there's a fight upon with over 200 engine companies, and not one of them has one cross lay. But not one of them has what you say pre-connect to a New York City firefighter, NFDNY firefighter, pre-connect. He has no idea what you're talking about. Well, and, and here's the thing, too, though, that we have to remind some of our listeners. New York City's a great fire department. Um, they've got a lot of people on the engines. They're manpower-driven. The majority of the fire service, unfortunately, isn't New York, Chicago, Austin, Texas, passed a law. It's a law in Austin, Texas. They have to have minimum four guys at the four or five-man engines. Um, you know, we there's a lot of people that don't have that. They're lucky to have three Right. Let alone four. And so obviously that is a that's a gigantic factor. Yes, and th- so that comes that determines often, okay, look, it'd be great if we did this, but let's design again a hose load that works for our staffing level so we could deploy quickly and move out. And and, and what deploys more quickly than a pre connected hose line, right? I mean, every engine in the world, not everyone, but you you know what we're talking about, paid, volunteer, big, small, with the exception of the really big cities, and I'm sure there's a couple others maybe that, that use the dead load like New York City does, but most places have pre-connected lines. Pre-connected line is a fantastic line for most fire departments. You could be riding around with two or three people. You could have an engineer, an officer, and one guy in the back, which my my son down in, in, in North Charleston, I, I rode along with him a couple of weeks ago, and, and it was him in the back. I rode, I rode along with him. It was just him and my, he, he and I. And but you know what? He can get off the rig. He can pull that nozzle, and he can pull a four-length pre-connect off the, the rig bed. by himself. He can clear the bed himself and, and not have to out. run back to do anything. And let it flake <laughs> off his shoulder and work around parked cars and fences and stuff and clutter and get up in there, flake it out on the front lawn, in front of that front door, call for water, bleed it off, and all that stuff. Now, you know, and, and just for some of our history buffs out there, we're talking pre-connects, cross-lays, pre-connects, we want to call them. You know, most of the fire apparatus, some have 150s. Some have 250s, but a lot of them are designed to carry 200 feet of, it used to be inch, inch and a half or inch three quarter. And we talked about this in one of the classes. And, they're, they're, you know, people ask, so who came up with, like, a, the idea for a 200 foot pre-connect? Well, if you do your history back in the old days, talk to ISO guys and everything else, in, in old and old days, in the cities, the inner cities, from the, from the curb to an alley garage, for, was about 150 feet. You could get to most alley garages from the front street without going to the street alley with the wires and all that stuff. You could do it, and that gave you enough room to go around for exposures and things like that. Now, if it wasn't the alley garage, it gave you a chance front door or side door and a two or three to, to make your way up and go do things. And I'm like, Tom, Chief Tom Freeman taught me that a long time ago. Is Rick, the 200 foot cross that came from it was it was historically it was like. 200 foot got me to the alley garage or got, it gave me enough room to run around and got me upstairs. And I went, all right, so that's 200 feet. I think that's probably the most common, don't you think? And it works today. It? And it works today all across America in suburban and rural areas where the houses are, you know, standard one, two, two and a half story private dwellings. And sometimes we can get close. Sometimes it get a little bit closer up the driveway. But but the, the 200 foot pre-connect or cross-lay, I would say pre-connect is the fact that it's pre-connected to the pump. Right. Crosslay is just a design on a rig. There's plenty of places got to pre-connect off the back step as well. Right. Crosslay is the one that comes off the side. And, and somebody obviously designed that after a couple of decades saying, hey, you know what? The rig's always parked parallel on the street to the street. Why don't we pull, up, pull, pull a hose off the side? So back to the and, four lengths. If we use the four lengths for house fires, 
whether we're going to go across the front lawn or not, usually works really well. You pull the four lengths off, it gives you the whole first floor, gives you the whole second floor. You can probably get up to the attic as well, as well as around the back and maybe hit the garage. So even even the old measurements, you know, turn out working well for the, yeah. the current Yeah, and the swivel now, because it used to be you had to pack one going this way, one going that way because of the piping. Now with the swivel inside, right. it, 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 it works so you can, you can go and do what connection. you can do. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can get in there and you can go to work and get it off, like you said, one firefighter, he or she, can deploy it by themselves with the company officers doing their 360 or checking things or asking questions. or like, where are the kids at? Or where, where did it, you know, all those different things. And off you go. And, and some people you see, they have the little, depending on where, that, where the connection is, they've got a little cheater line, a little pony line, you know, that comes out just, it connects to that, and it comes out just past the opening. So when you're reloading, you connect right to that, and then off you go. So, you, you know, it's an extra... Three feet, four feet, or whatever it is. An additional thing, an additional purpose for that little, that little pony connection, that little pony section is, if you need another length added, the the guys on the nozzle can get on the radio. Captain on the nozzle, four eight to four eight, open. Go ahead, Willie. We're short. Give me another length. The engineer or whoever's at the pump panel can reach down to either either to the trough right there or in the nearby compartment, pull out a rolled length, roll it out, and now there's a connection right in front of them. They can break the line, connect the 50-foot section, and tell them, go ahead, you got it, without having to run 50 feet away to get to the next coupling, well, which works out real well. And before we talk, we, before we get, uh, we, we start talking about stretching off the, the rear, the rear hose bed, okay? One of the things we were very successful at in Daring Woodridge on the southwest side of Chicago was, and it was a Chicago thing, was the skid load, as we called it. You know, you had your large, you know, we had our large diameter hose, and then we had, you know, down the center, and then, or off, I used to push it off to the one side so you could hug a curb. Some guys like to drive it down the middle of the street. I'm like, yeah. let me have it off on one side so, so I can So other rigs can, can follow you in. Exactly. Yeah. And then you had, you know, one whole bed of two and a half that you use for pulling off just lengths. So you're talking about that a little bit with a nozzle around. And then you had another one that was connected to a, a, a double Y, you know, re, you know, reduced down. Or, and we used to, I'll tell you, you know, we used to work is we had, we had the Y, the two and a half, to two two and a half Ys, and it was re- reduced down to an inch three quarter, and there was a reason. One was we 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 coupled you know 150 feet of inch three quarter, did the horseshoe. You could still grab that. One guy could grab that, grab the loop with the two and a half on the other side, and he could take off and go and, and driver feeding somebody feeding off the back. And for those long setbacks, John, you got them out in South Blooming Grove. We had them where some of these driveways you can't put a you don't want to trust to put a pump around. Right. You collapse the weight. So you could stretch this thing, drop it on the front lawn. <clears throat> you got 150 feet of hose at the at the front doorstep, and if you need to deploy a second line, you just hook the other side. Or if you have to back off and you want to connect the two and a half, let's say it's it's going now, it's rocking and rolling, you spin off that reducer and you have two two and a half discharges off of there, right. which you can supply. People right. think you can't, and it works. And this can be used at garden apartments. This can be used at houses that are way off the well, road. This can be used at motels and and things of that nature. Three, four-story apartment houses. A lot of different and, buildings lend themselves to and that. And the other thing load. it did on those narrow part, those port streets, John, it got the pumper out of the front of the building. You could actually, what we do, you grab the crosslay and you take off. Pull enough hose off, pull enough hose off what you're going, and the driver would take off down to the hydrant. Another 150 feet down the road. Slink right. the hose off, go. Now your ladder truck slides right in, right there, Yep. You know, or backs down, whatever they have to do, and, and you left and the front of the building. And what better place for the pumper to be? At the, the hydrant. That's, 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 that's <laughs> at, so at the same time. Yep. At the hydrant. So they pull up, and there they've got the front, and they got the side, but they had the front suctions with the swivel. 
drop it off, hit your hydrant. And there's and one you of go. your there's one of your negatives. There's one of your disadvantages of the pre-connect is you got to be at the fire. Yeah. You're not going to be at the hydrant unless the hydrant happens to be right there in front of the building, which is very rare. So it it, it doesn't eliminate it. It doesn't it doesn't negate it, but it, it's definitely a negative for pre-connects. The fact that you stop in front of the building because you want to get as close as you can because you get three or four or five lengths and you want to limit the stretch as much as possible. Now what do you have to do? Now well, somebody has to stretch another line. Now a supply line has to be laid. Exactly. So you have to either drop on the way in, which clutters up the street, yep. or have somebody bring you water. Right, or hand stretch it back. Let's right. talk multifamily dwelling, uh, you know, garden apartments or whatever you first Tenements know. in the city that, or whatever. Let's yep. say that. Pumper in front, God bless them. I just lost half of my scrub surface with a bucket or a ladder. Right. If I've got people at windows, because now, plus, I'm losing lengths if I can't back down. It just, you know what? Leave the front open for the toolbox. Pull down, get out of the way. So it was actually... And for those of you in cities, you know, urban areas, <clears throat> I know the Bronx has it. I know Chicago has it. I know L.A. has it. I know a lot of places have it. These narrow streets, I can't tell you how many narrow streets I, I fought fires on when I was a captain in the Bronx and a battalion chief, um, where you get cars parked on both sides of the street, and, and it's a one-lane road down the middle of the road. It's a big, wide road, but it's not two lanes. Two cars can't pass each other. Most of them are one-way streets, and... If you stop there, you're blocking a whole avenue up now. And that's Chicago. You hear them, and that's something in Chicago. They still they do it. Have EMS calls and everything. At, you know, 18's out. We're westbound. We're eastbound. They do that all the time. The first driving engine says we're eastbound, we're westbound, we're southbound, we're northbound, whatever, telling all the other companies which way they're facing, so everybody else knows. Or the second dude and every the trucks, everybody else knows. Up, oh, they're northbound. I got to come in behind them, or I got to do this, or so right. and so forth. Right. So, so having it, and I'll tell you. We used to do our, our runouts, our times, John, at Darien Woodridge. Darien Woodridge is another great fire department, right? Though I'm telling you, they were as fast for the guys at the cross lights, getting it off by the time. I mean, you here the skid line on the front load, on the front lawn, they that that horseshoe just flaked out real nice. That, and they and what they would do is if and, and if they didn't have it flaked out right away, they drop it and they shut the Y off. The driver takes off. There's no hose clamp. There's no nothing to do. As soon as he's ready, he sends water. It goes and it stops. If you're not ready, it stops right at the Y. And, and you know, if you're popping the door because you're the first crew, whatever, you don't have to worry about. Oh, my lines. Well, still flaking out the inch and three quarter, right? Flaking out. You know, so it gave you some some advantages. Talk talk though about another deployment off the rear, dead load, whatever. Talk about the advantages of that um, for those that you know. I mean, I won't say for those that can pull it because pretty much anybody can pull it, but. If you only have one firefighter and your officer, it can be difficult pulling right. two and a half out the back like that. Right. I mean, I mean, we'll call it the dead load. Dead load is a pile of hose. There's a coupling at the bottom. The hose is all piled on top, however much and whatever whatever variations you want. And there's a nozzle at the top. It's a working load. It's and let me ask you, some places pull little folds outside that tell you how much. Right, like every light or two lights. Explain real quick. And I only have, we only have so much time for the show, but explain the chocks in the back. Right, I some companies, pictures. some companies do that in the FDNY and, and elsewhere um, to indicate where a length is, where, where like the hoses, where it ends, because depending on how wide the compartment is and how high the compartment is, it, it might be six or seven width, you know, hose widths across, and it 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 might be six or seven across and then two down, and that's that's where the end of that length is. So somebody knows where to pull it out if you want to pull another. Another like, um, and the advantage of the dead load is in the FDNY at least we we pack two and a half. We start with two and a half, and we get up as many as ten lengths of two and a half, reduced to inch and three quarter, and six lengths of inch and three quarter on top of that, and a nozzle. Now you can pull that thing off, and 
You have 16 lengths of hose. 16 lengths of hose, a lot of hose. There's not too many places you can't go. One, two, three, four, five, you go to the top of a six-story building, down the hallway, and fight a fire. And and you don't have to worry about it. We're going to have enough hose. Obviously, if you've got a four-length or a five-length pre-connect, and you have a fire on the fourth floor, you better think long and hard before you pull that pre-connect and start up the stairs. Whether or not you have a well, whether or not it's a short building, even though it's only four. So the advantage of the of the of the dead load is it's almost unlimited. It'll cover just about any building, any location, any room, any floor. Um, what's the negative? The negative is when you get to where you want to go and all the hose you need is off the rig, the, the rest of it's still on the rig. Somebody's got to pull off the hose to the next coupling, break it, walk it around, and connect it to a discharge. And who's that guy? It's the same guy that would be standing by there waiting to give you water when you call for water with a pre-connect. Because he doesn't have to do it on a pre-connect. You just pull all the hose off, and once all the hose is off the rig, and, you know he'll kick it out. Make let's, sure there's let's, no couple. Let's throw a key in there. If you're a good driver operator, if you're a good driver engineer, a good chauffeur, when they take off with that pre-connect, that cross light, if you're good, before you charge anything, you double check to make sure everything's. Oh, he's got to eyeball. You got to look. You got to just take a quick peek and go. Good, we're clear. Because you know. It happens once in a while. You take off. If something happened, you left the link, whatever, right. and now you charge it in there. Good, good drivers will they'll, they'll take a quick peek and go, okay, I'm good to go, and off they go. With our staffing in the FDNY and the engine companies, even with our four main engines, which are really five counting the officer, um, we still have a control firefighter. We still have a firefighter that's at that back step, pulling hose when the nozzle team is advancing into the building. Um, but if you don't have that, if your staffing is less, if you have lighter staffing, then that's where your engineer would be. Your engineer would be at the back step, measuring one, two, three, and th- and that's and there's a science to that as well. The hose estimate, figuring out one to the building, one to the second floor, one to the third floor, one to the fourth floor, and one for the fourth floor. There's five lengths, so he knows the first two guys took two lengths. He knows he's got to pull one. And a two, lot of those multifamily dwellings, you're going to lose about a length per landing if you're right. not careful. With, right, unless you, you get a well. Yeah. You know? yeah, so that whole little math. That whole little math problem has got to be done and, on every job. And you better make sure you're pulling enough before you can disconnect it or charge it. Because the worst thing is we're short, shut it down, disconnect, right. and connect. I'd rather pull enough and have a little bit extra on the sidewalk, on the front lawn, or even where the fence. I mean, that that that's that's like, you know, when we talk about, like, the front bumper, a lot of these pumpers, they have, like, you know what they call it, maybe their trash line or whatever, 100-footer pre-connected with an extra 50 in the well. A lot of these mobile home parks, John, that, that we have, that some of these guys have, those mobile homes are stacked on top of each other. It's narrow, like you said, cars. And, you know, you they're right there. You pull off a 200-footer, you're trying to lose hose over, over everything where, you know, that 100-footer and, it, you know, and you got an extra 50 you can connect, and it's just enough It'll to work not perfect get for in the way. Perfect. But, but being able to stretch enough off the back. And, and, and that's, that's we've talked about. Some of these structures, especially nowadays, oh my God, with these big ass McMansions and everything else, bringing enough water, having enough hose, being able to stretch enough to get inside to some of these buildings that if they were commercial buildings, they'd have to be they'd have to be sprinklered. Right. Knowing how much hose you have and stretching enough is huge. And we got we got both two and a half and inch and three quarter, and they're all off the back step. There are no cross lays. There are no there are no side sidelines on the FDNY. Nothing comes off the side of the rig. Everything comes off the back. And we got a big bed full of two and a half inch hose. It's a dead load. It's got its 10, 12, 13 lengths of two and a half inch hose with a nozzle ready to go. Same thing. We pull it one, two, three, four, nine, whatever we need, break it and connect it. Then we get two beds with the two and a half top to an inch and three quarter. Then we got a supply line. But it all comes off the back. All comes off the back. So so that habit, we don't have to worry about I was doing a cross lay this time or we're doing something off the back. Next time it's a little bit different. And again, the places that do that 
I'm sure they're all they're all geared up and trained up oh, for that. You know? And everybody's got you know. There's so many variations on hose loads, and people get it's like tools. They get hung up on their favorite tool, and they get. But I will say this, you know, when you do your research and you drill and you practice and some experience, you figure out pretty quickly which hose loads work for your fire department. Just because you went to a conference four states over from an urban setting and you're more rural or in a suburban setting and that line may not work for you or the other way around. It goes back to what we said initially, you have to build hose loads that work for your fire department, that work for your still districts, for what you're responding to, your manpower, your staffing, what you have. But variations, No one. but if you don't get out, if you don't get out to classes, if you don't talk to people, if you don't get on the internet, if you don't go to YouTube and watch what people do, if you don't, when you go visiting firehouses, Wow, that's a nice color rig. Look at the helmets on the wall. I, I love all that. How many times have we talked about? P- take a peek. Look at their loads and go exp- explain this to me. Oh, let me tell you, Chief. All right, let me tell you about these apartments we have. I'm telling you, that's why we had to change this load right, or whatever. Right. And we call it to uh, we call it the McCaffrey load. Right, back right. Right. You know, and it works for them. You know, and with few exceptions, um, the FDMY and, and many other places. FDNY, almost every pump is the same. Almost every hose bed is the same. Pretty much, whether you're, whether you're in Queens and you run at the mostly private dwellings, whether you're in your Bronx and you run at the all tenements, whether you're in Manhattan, you go to all big H's, we still end up with a very similar hose. And that's one of the big advantages of that dead load is it's very flexible. You can use it at private dwellings. You can use it at multiple dwellings. You can use it at garden apartments. You can use it at tenements because you have as many lengths as you need available there and you can pull them off. Now, some fire departments obviously have different neighborhoods, <clears throat> private dwelling neighborhoods, maybe apartment neighborhoods and things of that nature. And I know some places try and customize their engine and their hose loads and their stretches to their neighborhood. And that's wonderful for those six guys or those three guys or those three shifts. But what happens when a guy comes in from somewhere else or a mutual aid company comes in or another, or another engine comes in and, and jumps on and their hose is different than, than engine two's hose. Engine four is different than engine two. Now suddenly the guy's like looking at the hose but saying, well, you guys keep your two and a half. So sometimes being consistent, sometimes having fleets of, of rigs, of engines, with hose, hose beds very similar, designed very similar, and you can adapt little little things to the neighborhoods. But for the most part, if you design your rigs so that they're all the same, rather than, oh, we got Chief Smithwick to order those two pumpers, engine two and three, right. they get the cross lays. Right. But then Chief, Chief Brown came in, and he don't like cross loads. So he got everything off the back step because his brother works for FDNY. And then, so then you end up with nine rigs with, with three different hose bed you know, right. setups. And, and, and if, how many places have you seen? I've actually been places where they have pictures in a book laminated on how to read, like step one, step two. And I'm like, if you have to do that to reload your hose. Right. It, I, seriously, it's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just, you know, I understand if you're brand new. Okay, look here, this is a cheater for it. But if that's what you're using... And bottom line is, John, as we finish things out here, no matter what load, whether whether it's whether it's a crosslay or pre-connect, whatever, whatever you're dead load, yep. dead load, or the skid load, or your bumper load, none of it matters unless you train on it. None of it matters unless you practice, right? Absolutely. We we've been going through that in my in my local fire department lately about familiarity. We get a lot of young guys. Thank God for them, because a lot of the older guys are retiring now. But we got a lot of young guys joining, and they're and they're full of piss and vinegar, and they love coming. They come out to runs in the middle of the night. I'm very thankful. But sometimes you ask them for something, and you see them looking through the compartments, or you ask, uh, "How many likes on this preconnect?" And the answer's, uh, "Not everybody." And it's not a and it's not a criticism, but you're right. You should know. Everybody should know who rides on a rig. 
that this pre-connect is four and this one is five or one is six and one is four or they're all fours you should know it's in all the compartments and you should know what nozzle is on what pre-connect not flip it over and say no 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 not this one i want this move ball. you should know it you know it's, it's and, and you know I, same thing and, and the, like as we finish things out here i think variety is good given a company officer the ability to go no no cross lane this one skid load or dead load or you know to be able instead of just this is all we have this is what the chief wanted like you said before no, let give them give them a little bit of variety to pick from, because not every building is the same, not every fire is the same, not every street's the same, and so on and so forth. You go look, you know what? Where we got to go for this, you need to pull that one instead. Right. Some engines in residential neighborhoods, private dwellings, use the heck out of the cross lanes. They're wearing them out, and the dead load in the back is hardly ever touched. Exactly. Then down a block two miles is a is a tenement company or an apartment house company has very few private dwellings. They hardly ever touch the cross lays, but they're pulling that dead load all the time because they always need seven, eight, or nine lakes of hose. So if you have a couple of options on the rig, you can still have every rig designed very similar, and then you select which one you need. Exactly. Yep. Hey, folks, we've been talking, uh, let's uh, all, all hose, let's all, like, like everything hose loads. We've been talking uh, cross lays or pre connects, like I said before, whatever you call them, the dead loads, skid loads, bumper loads. Um, key, key, key to your success is how much you practice and how much you train giving your people variety, and, and most importantly, understanding your particular area still district, what do you need to accomplish the mission, you know, in your, your area, your still district, your department, your community. So, hey, that's another one, buddy. Absolutely. All right, if they need to get a hold of you, email. ChiefJohnSalka at gmail.com. And I'm Chief Rick, Chief Rick Lasky. Yes, I am. I'm Chief Lasky at gmail.com, and uh, we hope you'll... Uh, Keep downloading, spread the word about Old School on iTunes. They're also on uh, my YouTube channels. For those of you that don't have the iTunes thing going, you can go over there and, and take a listen. And uh, we never end any of our shows without saying you know something very important. That is, never forgetting means never forgetting. Thanks again, folks. We'll talk to you next time.